Hi, this is Ramita Julian. Veni Creator Spiritus, Mentes Tuorum Visita, Impleso per gratia, the sixth Sunday of devotion to Saint Joseph. The sixth sorrow. His sorrow when he was afraid to return to his homeland. The sixth joy. His joy on being told by the angel to go to Nazareth. Introductory prayer. O glorious Saint Joseph, you marveled to see the King of Heaven obedient to your commands. Your consolation in bringing Jesus out of the land of Egypt was troubled by your fear of Archelaus. Nevertheless, being assured by an angel, you live in gladness at Nazareth with Jesus and Mary. By this sorrow and this joy, obtain for us that our hearts may be delivered from harmful fears, that so we may rejoice in peace of conscience and may live with Jesus and Mary, and like you may die in their company. Today's Gospel reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 19 to 23, and Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 40. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus reigned over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew the district of Galilee. And he went and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reflection St. Joseph trustingly returned to Nazareth at God's command. In spite of the fear that King Herod's son might still be a threat to Jesus' life. Saint Joseph learned from angel that Herod was dead. Saint Joseph was now required to pack up his family and walk from Egypt all the way back to Nazareth. That's more than 120 miles. Add another 30 miles, that's what Saint Joseph had to do. The endless walking did not stop once the Holy Family reached Nazareth either. As faithful Jews, the men of household were required to travel to Jerusalem three times a year to fulfill the law of the Lord. Remember, that's 80 miles one way, that is a lot of walking. Saint Joseph could not have been an old man when he espoused Mary. Old men don't walk to Egypt. They don't walk three times a year from Nazareth to Jerusalem either. Saint Joseph was the loving husband of Mary 
not a retired husband incapable of manual labor and long journeys on foot. Saint Joseph was known by everyone in Nazareth as the father of Jesus, not the grandfather of Jesus. As the father of Jesus, Saint Joseph was a zealous defender and strong protector of his beloved son. Incidentally, when popes and saints use the word guardian in reference to Saint Joseph, they are using it in more than just a legal sense. They use it in protective, fatherly and a manly sense. A guardian is someone who is strong, not only in mind and heart, but also physically. Saint John Henry Newman spoke of the guardianship of Saint Joseph in the following way. He was the cherub placed to guard the new terrestrial paradise from the intrusion of every foe. A man charged with guarding a territory from the intrusion of every foe needs to be a physically powerful man, not an elderly man requiring a cane. Like a powerful cherub dedicated to the protection and service of the Queen of Angels, Saint Joseph was given the task of guarding the temple of Mary's body and in particular her virginity. Mary's guardian had to be young and strong in order to successfully fulfill his mission. Jesus himself learned courage from the example of Saint Joseph. Jesus witnessed his father's courage in Egypt, Nazareth, Jerusalem and many other places they travelled together. Saint Joseph gave his son an example of manly love, courage, strength and fortitude. Holy Family lived for almost 30 years in a house in Nazareth that was simple and small. Blessed Bartolo says, Oh, what pure love the virgin spouses had for each other, more than Adam and Eve in the early days of their innocence. Joseph and Mary were delight of the Lord, the castacy of angels in the humble home of Nazareth. Nazareth was similar to Eden in the first days of creation. Everything was holy, everything was innocent, everything was beautiful. As the scripture says, Jesus grew in wisdom and grace before God and men under St. Joseph's care. Pope Benedict XVI says, Joseph fulfilled every aspect of his paternal role. He must certainly have taught Jesus to pray together with Mary. In particular, Joseph himself must have taken Jesus to the synagogue for the rites of the Sabbath, as well as to Jerusalem for the great feast of the people of Israel. Joseph, in accordance with the Jewish tradition, would have led the prayers at home both every day in the morning, in the evening, at meals and on the principal religious feasts. In the rhythm of the days he spent at Nazareth, in the simple home and in Joseph's workshop, Jesus learned to alternate prayer and work, as well as to offer God his labor in earning the bread family needed. Joseph, caring for the child as he had been commanded, made Jesus a craftsman, transmitting his own professional skill to him. So the neighbors of Nazareth will call Jesus both the craftsman and the son of the craftsman. What must Joseph have been, how grace must have worked through him that he should be able to fulfill this task of the human upbringing of the Son of God, 
for Jesus must have resembled Joseph in his way of working, in the features of his character, in his way of speaking. Jesus' realism, his eye for detail, the way he sat at the table and broke bread, his preference for using everyday situations to give doctrine, all this reflects his childhood and the influence of St. Joseph. It is not possible to ignore this sublime mystery. Jesus, who is man, who speaks with the accent of particular district of Israel, who resembles a carpenter called Joseph, is the Son of God, and who can teach God anything. But he is also truly man and lives a normal life. First as a child, then as a boy, helping in Joseph's workshop, finally as a grown man in the prime of life. Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and grace before God and men. Once in Nazareth, St. Joseph and his wife adored the divine presence of Jesus in their home for decades. In one sense, it was like a house of perpetual adoration and uninterrupted contemplation even while they carried out all the daily tasks and chores of domestic life. The adoration lasted for decades. St. Joseph lived with Jesus for 30 years. His vocation was one of perpetual adoration. In many ways, the home of Holy Family in Nazareth was first Christian monastery. St. Peter Julian wrote an amazing book called The Month of St. Joseph that offers incredible insights on Joseph's life on prayer and adoration in Nazareth. Here's an expert from the book. St. Joseph, the adorer of Christ, was the first adorer, the first religious. Although he never adored our Lord under the Eucharistic species and never had the happiness of communicating, he did possess and adore Jesus in human form. St. Joseph knew our Lord more thoroughly than did all the saints together. He lived for him alone. In that lies his special glory, the keynote of his sanctity, in that, above all, he is our model, and in that too does his incomparable greatness consist. When we see how close St. Joseph came to Jesus, how thoroughly he was transformed into him, we grasp his true greatness, his real sanctity. We find in St. Joseph the perfect adorer, entirely consecrated to Jesus, working always near Jesus, giving Jesus his virtues, his time, his very life. It is thus that he is our model and our inspiration. As foster father of Jesus and husband of Mary, Joseph ranks among the elite of heaven. On earth he deserves the same recognition for his mission, which will last as long as the church itself. At Nazareth, Joseph's days were filled with work, which necessity took him away at times from his infant God. During these hours, Mary replaced him. But when evening brought him home again, he would pass the entire night in adoration, never tiring, only too happy for the chance to contemplate the hidden riches of Jesus' divinity. For he pierced the rough garments the child wore until his faith touched the sacred heart. In profound adoration, he united himself to the special grace of each one of the events in the life of Jesus. Have confidence, strong confidence in St. Joseph. Take him as the patron, 
end the model of your life of adoration. Mary, God's tabernacle is replicated in every tabernacle in a Catholic church. What is often missing in front of these tabernacles, however, are souls who resemble St. Joseph, souls who adore Jesus present and hidden in the tabernacle. The church needs more people like St. Joseph. We must beg for good adorers. The Blessed Sacrament needs them to replace St. Joseph and to imitate his life of adoration, says St. Peter Julian. To be like St. Joseph, you too need to adore Christ. You can go to the nearest Catholic Church where Jesus is present body, blood, soul and divinity in the Blessed Sacrament. The Eucharist is Jesus Christ. The Blessed Sacrament is the source and summit of Christian faith and St. Joseph wants to lead you to deeper relationship with Jesus in Eucharist. Concluding Prayer Pray for us, Blessed Joseph, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, in your infinite wisdom and love, you chose Joseph to be the husband of Mary, the mother of your son. As we enjoy his protection on earth, may we have the help of his prayers in heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Until next time, may the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May all glory and honor belong to God. Mother Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Amen. <music>